What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Kayfabe podcast. I am Mega Greg. Uh, I am Dustin Dynamite with the very sexy, fresh haircut. Ah, uh, yes, it is looking good. Very uh, Osprey-ish, if I might say so. So, fucking wrestling this week was kind of meh. It was very meh. We even had we even had money in the bank, and it was still meh. I think he froze up on me. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about the clusterfuck that was Money in the Bank. You there? Yeah. Yeah. He froze up on me for a minute. Uh, yeah. The 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 women the Money in the Bank was a clusterfuck all around, but that women's Money in the Bank match that it started with, my God, it was a botch fest, man. Oh God, it was so horrible. And it brought the internet bullies out in full force, dude. They went after specifically Shotzi. Yeah. Bullied her bullied her off of Twitter. Yeah. Just ridiculous, man. Like I there was I saw one TikTok that was like, if you don't if you're if you're not a wrestler and shut the fuck up. (laughs) I mean I you know what? I don't like that comeback. Like whenever you're criticizing a wrestler when they're like, Oh well, they're on TV and you're not, or no, you're not a wrestler, so why do you have the right to speak? Because I'm a fucking fan and I watch, that's why. I think I think there's a difference though between be like I mean we can sit here and say you know that the match was shitty and whatever but I mean people were telling her that she needs to like be fired and die and shit you know like yeah that's kind of harsh take it too fucking far man they do go it's too just far, a match man. it's it's just at the end of the day it's just wrestling dude exactly like do like who first off who are these people who care that much about the the women's money in the bank match anyway. Who I mean, really, je- re- wrestling in general. Like, I mean, it's not that serious, dude. It's just a, it's it's a TV show, basically. So. Yeah, I'll say this: there's nothing that's ever happened in wrestling that I've been laying in bed at night and being like, "Man, I wish I just wish it would have went went differently." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you just look at it like like that match. Like you could look at that match and go, "Man, that was a fucking clusterfuck," and there was a lot of fuck ups in that match. And then you. I mean, shit. We watch AEW every week. <laughs> I do. I do sometimes have the thought before I go to bed, though, that uh, God, Eddie Kingston's fucking ugly. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> except those eyebrows. Those eyebrows are. Yeah, those. I mean, the eyebrows are nice. I ain't gonna lie. And he's always got the fresh cut. He got that fresh. The freshness. It's just too bad it's on his ugly ass face. But moving on. All right. So, uh, Money in the Bank women's ladder match uh, was Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shot. Don't you feel like there's too many fucking people in these matches? Uh, they're all they're all eight man, which I think is kind of a lot. Yeah, and, that's that, and honestly, that contributes. I think can kind of contributes to the to the uh, you know uh, chaos of the match that you know shit's anyway. gonna happen. The match was a complete botch fest, but Liv, Liv Morgan did win, which I think good for her because it's it's about time. Yeah. If I if definitely. I if I cared about the women's division, I would care that Liv Morgan won. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. I, I I will say this though, I do love the people. I do love seeing like whenever someone wins Money in the Bank who's never won it before, like their emotional reaction. I do like seeing that every time. Yeah, and hers because even like, though perfect. yeah, even though like it doesn't like I'm not crazy about the women's division. I I still like to see people you know get what they deserve. Yeah, definitely, and and the crowd loved it. So 
All right, but uh, after that, we had Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory, which was, I I mean, it was exactly what you'd expect, honestly. And Bobby Lashley beat Theory for the belt, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but whatever. It will make sense when we get to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does, but... Uh, all right. Yeah, at, at, that's that was my thoughts going in. But uh, yeah, he beat he beat uh, Theory with a hurt lock. Uh, any thoughts on Carmella versus Bianca Belair for the women's I mean, championship? That was just a predictable match. Like Carmella didn't even. I mean, it wasn't her fault, but Rhea Ripley got hurt, so they had she was Rhea Ripley's replacement. But I mean, everyone knew she wasn't going to take the belt. What's off. your thoughts on Rhea Ripley? I like her, man. I do too. I think she's a really good wrestler. I think I she's like really good, and I think she has all everything that you need to be a star. Yeah, she's got the look and everything. Like she's definitely, uh, she's definitely one of the good ones for sure. I was sad that she uh, got hurt. I was actually looking forward to that match because uh, I also like Bianca Belair. I love her EST thing and like how it like the best, the finest, the whatever the fuck. I think yeah, she's good. Uh, I did like how Corey Graves kept kept mentioning the fact that he's married to Carmella t- the whole time during this damn match. He's like, he, he may as well have been like, yeah, that's right. I get to fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> he's proud of his wife, man. Okay. Well, I mean, she is fine. So She is pretty fine. But uh, Bianca Belair won, obviously. Yeah, that was no. Uh, next up, we had Usos versus Street Profits for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Banger of a match. Probably the best match of the night. It was the best match, but it's because the Usos were in it. But, uh, I mean, uh, don't sleep on the Street Profits, though. I mean, I'm not sleeping on them. I'm just saying, like, lately the Usos, like, anything they're in is kind of golden as far as the tag team goes. I think both of them together was just was good. I, I love I, – I'm starting to become a big mark for Montez Ford. So, I just like his work in the ring. Well, they lost, so – they did but, lose. I kind of figured they would. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to take the belt off the Usos that quick. Possibly SummerSlam, it might happen, which I don't know who it would actually be. But, uh, but yeah, Usos defeated Street Profits. Uh, we're going to kind of race through a lot of these because, like, like Dustin said, there's not a lot of good stuff that happened in wrestling this week. Women's Championship match. We do have to talk about this, though, because of what happened after. Um Women's SmackDown Championship match, Women's Championships, Natalia versus Ronda Rousey, the champion. Who cares? Yep, that match was like, you know, like, who the fuck cares? But at the end of the match, Liv Morgan did cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase and beat Ronda for the belt. So, yep. Uh, good rumor for Liv, has man. It that uh, Ronda Rousey pushed for that to happen. So, why don't they? It's, they, I heard that they, the women cash in the, Money in the Bank every single year at the pay per view. Really? Yeah, like five years in a row that's happened. <laughs> I know they had a hundred percent success rate on cashing it in, but like I didn't know that they were doing it at the pay per view every year. But yeah, whatever. Man, I'm not. I'm not surprised. All right, and finally we're to the main event, which is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match that had a mystery. Uh, mystery. Yes, it had a mystery entrant which was none other than the guy who lost earlier, Austin Theory. Or Theory, yeah. I'm sorry, just Theory. Yeah, Theory. He's he's yeah. Austin Theory on the game. And he won. He did. So and what do you think about that? I actually love it. I think yeah. 
I think it's great. It's fresh. It's something new. I think Theory is is awesome. I think he's one of the more interesting characters on the program right now. So uh, I honestly he has wouldn't... a legitimate chance to beat Roman. No, he will not. Ca- he will not cash in and beat Roman. The only way that he is cashing in that that briefcase and taking the title is if it's against Brock. He might do it against Brock, but they're not going to let him beat Roman. I mean, they could. I, I think it would be a stupid You think move. he's ready for that big of a push? No, I don't. He's still too that, young. That's he's the thing. It, the problem is like he where he's at right now with his character still building, it's good. It's perfect for him. He, he's developing. But if you just rush him right into that championship role, that's when you're going to turn the fans against him, honestly. And honestly, this brings some like pretty decent heat on him because a lot of people hate the move hate that he has the money of the bank and he can just fuck i would come out every week and just fucking do selfies with the fucking briefcase every fucking week. <laughs> yeah i like it though i mean uh it's i with him I didn't mind having, it because like you said it's something new man i i'm i'm tired of the same old shit over and over again and with him having the the money in the bank it's i'm interested to see how it plays out and that's and who's to say he even cashes in on roman or brock oh well, never mind there's only one title now so yeah yeah, so I guess there's no choice, but I forgot about that for a minute. Uh, all right, moving on, we got we went on to Monday Night Raw after this. Which do you have much to say about Raw? I'll let you lead us into Raw here. I mean, I I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I only watched like half of Raw. <laughs> Me too. And I then really I get, I couldn't really get through it this week. I was just like, ah, it's so fucking long dude i just it's long and there's so much that happens on it that is pointless completely pointless like i'm going i'm going through the results right now like here's what i'm seeing here i'm seeing oscar ver- or, or no that's the the beginning that we started off with uh let's see here sorry uh the mysterios mysterios versus judgment day who the fuck cares yeah i mean <laughs> they did they just like uh they just it's a second thought now. It's AJ hard. Styles versus Miz is probably the same amount of times that we're on Becky versus Oscar now. Once right. again, <laughs> I, and you know me, I'm a Miz Mark and I'm an AJ Mark, but you know what? Who the fuck cares? Yeah, it's like over and over and over again. And and Tommaso Ciampa attacked AJ again. Well, they finally kind of made it official now that he's like, I guess With he's like the Miz's bodyguard or something. Yeah. Then then we had like some more like. Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair, and SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan versus Carmella and Natalia. Who the fuck cares? No, no yeah. one cares. <laughs> Ezekiel versus Seth Rollins. Who the fuck cares? Other than the fact that you get to see Seth's entrance, who the fuck cares? No one cares. It's like, let's Don't just throw about, Ezekiel against What about him. all the barbecue segments? Those were golden, bro. Uh, I didn't watch them. <laughs> You know why? Because who the fuck cares? <laughs> Seth Rollins defeated Ezekiel, by the way. So, yeah. Even with his new popular gimmick, he's still a jobber. And I think, uh, I, I think this was a main event. I don't know. Maybe, the main maybe, event maybe. In... Oh yeah, that's right. No, this was the co-main. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits versus Theory and Alpha Academy. Once again, who cares? Otis. Uh, <laughs> Otis barfed up his hot dogs from the cookout in the ring. Oh, man. 
I, I, you know what? I need to go back and watch that because I regret it. No, I, no, I don't. I don't fucking regret anything. Sure. Sure. I hate sure, that please. too. <laughs> Gunther versus R Truth dressed up as Uncle Sam, which <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know what the fuck my thoughts are about that. <laughs> and once again, I like Gunther. I hate the fact that they changed his name to Gunther. Walter sounded better. Gunther just sounds ridiculous. And he went from like an English guy to a fucking German guy. Yeah. <laughs> like wish he's I, he's British and he was always British. Like wish I wish fuck? I could just fucking change my genes like that. Shit. <laughs> it's cause Vince McMahon is fucking greedy, bro. You don't want nobody having their real name. So here's my here's my big question for you. Do you care about the result of that match? <laughs> no, I don't. And actually, I, uh actually, Big T, that is not a Bruins jersey. It is a disgusting ugly fucking Steelers jersey what's up guys in the chat thanks for joining us appreciate it big t and big t and ben graham always showing the love man i i appreciate it all right uh let's i'm gonna move on to the main event are are you ready for it i bet you can't even guess the main event man i don't know what could the main event of raw be this week dude i just don't know was becky and austin well, did Becky and Oscar fight earlier in the night? Uh, no, they didn't. They fought in the main event again. Oh, but of course but, they did. But it was a no holds barred match, so this is new. Yeah, it's it's new. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch it. Because uh, what? How many times is this now, man? I don't get it, bro. I just don't get it. Ben Grimm said, "Do you want Liv to have a long championship reign? Uh, about as long as Carmella's was." I think I mean I think it could be good for her, but I think they're gonna probably get just give it back to uh to Charlotte whenever she gets back. The reason I think it's good for Liv is because she's a pretty face. You need that belt on a pretty face, so they as long as they don't put it on, you know, the the piece together face that Natalia has now, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I like Natalia, but she's you know uh, a little bit of plastic surgery there, just saying. A little. <laughs> but yeah, that was the main event of Raw. Oscar versus Becky Lynch, and Becky won. Well, before we talk about Dynamite, we have to talk about Rampage and the the 20-man battle royal for the... Oh, we had another one of those. Yeah, another battle royal in the double ring, because they still had the double ring up from uh, from Blood and Guts. You know? See, so. here's, this is the problem, man. I went all week thinking that I didn't miss anything on Rampage, and then you throw this shit at me. Another battle royal. So, well, let me tell you, Greg, you didn't miss anything, okay? Because it was another pointless fucking battle royal with a pointless fucking outcome that made zero fucking sense, and uh, and then you get a match on Rampage on uh, Dynamite that uh, also makes zero fucking sense, you know, with John Moxley. So, but the know. result of that is Brody King versus John Moxley. Okay. Who the fuck? Who? Where is Brody fucking King been? Here's the thing, I like Brody King and I like John Moxley, but do you know what thought has never even popped in my head one single fucking time? Hey, I want to see these two have a match. (laughs) I mean, I would have get like okay. So the last two in the Rumble was Darby and and Brody. I would have rather seen Darby and Moxley go at it than some dude that I just came back. It's like. Makes zero fucking sense. Just another dumb thing that AEW does. 
it would have made more sense for Malachi to win and face John Moxley. But what it is is they don't want their big name guys getting beat. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. Or Adam. I mean, even I would have even been cool with Adam Page winning it and getting a rematch. Like, uh, d- let me ask you this because I didn't watch it. Did anything happen on SmackDown that was even noteworthy? No. It doesn't surprise me. See, I rate I, I uh, gauge things by how much I pay attention to them, and I don't remember a single thing about Smack. I don't remember paying attention to a single thing while I had SmackDown on. So, like typically, what I do is I, I go and I I read the results, and if the results look good to me, I go back and watch the segments that I I think sounded good. But. <sighs> But I, yeah. but honestly, this week I didn't even read SmackDown. I just um, don't know what AEW is doing with Rampage anymore. It's like you you start to build storylines on Dynamite, and then you don't carry anything into Rampage. Rampage is literally like uh, four matches that don't have any meaning at all. Like I just you use that hour to build more storylines or build on storylines. I just the last like three or four episodes of rampage are just like, it's like, Hey, uh, you, you, and you have a match, you, you, and you have a match and you, you, and you have a match and let's do a fucking 20 man battle Royal. And there you go. Boom. Shakalaka. Okay. Uh, well let's, let's race through uh dynamite real quick here so we can talk about the G one and the blocks and some actual good wrestling that we have to look <laughs> forward to here soon. All right, so we started off Ram uh, Dynamite with the TNT Championship, which I, I did watch all of this. Uh, Scorpio Sky, the champion, defends against Wardlow, and Wardlow won. He did. I, I do. I do like watching Wardlow. I'll say that he's entertaining. I like him too. For how long he's going to remain entertaining is, you know, a question because. He kind of does the same thing, but I mean, it worked for Goldberg. I don't see why it can't work for him. As long but he as he has other moves though. And he was actually talking about this in an interview. Cause he said when he was a kid, when he first started wrestling, he was only like five foot six and like 185 pounds. So when he was training in the beginning, he trained to, cause his idol is Jeff Hardy. So he trained to be a high flying, like cruiserweight type dude. And then his junior and senior year in high school, he blew up. And got to six foot three to what he is, kind of what he is now. So he can his body and muscle memory still knows how to do all that shit that he did when he was fucking 185 pounds, which is why he can do a fucking senton bomb off the top rope and it looks fucking clean as fuck. Here's the thing though. I don't like seeing dudes his size do moves like that. You got to know. I mean, you fucking... can't break them out all the time. You got to do it at a, like did in this match where it's. That's special. the thing. AEW, everyone's doing fucking flips and cartwheels and whatever fucking else. He doesn't need to be doing that. What they need is that big dominant guy who doesn't do any of that bullshit. He just fucking comes in there and he wrecks people. I mean, that's kind of what he. I mean, that's he even kind of did that in this match. And then the, all of fucking American Top Team was out there. And he fucking, you know, manhandled them too, so. There you go, Ben. Go to that Go to that site. That'll, that'll give you all the wrestling you need there. As long as you're not Dustin. <laughs> what did you? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't imagine that. Uh, but what was I going to say? Oh, what did you think about the stupid fucking confetti at the end? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, you don't have confetti after the first match. Like, I was what? like, how extra is this shit right here? 
<laughs> God. I love, dude. I don't get me wrong. I fucking love AEW. They they entertain me more than than WWE does. But God, they do some fucking weird, over the top shit. That's just like, why? Why are you doing that? You know what was funny to me is after this match, because Wardlow won. Obviously, he's the new TNT yeah. champion. Good for him. We had Moxley backstage cutting a promo on Brody King like he even fucking needed to. <laughs> exactly. Do, so so does John Moxley just go down to every boiler room in every arena and cut a promo every week? That's what he's going to do now? You know, Brody King, I know you're big and bad, but you know I'm big and bad too. So <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I, I mean, I like Moxley, but come on. He, that didn't need to happen. You got we got more of that Mark Sterling shit with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I was like that whole thing when it was going on. I'm like, what is this and why are we seeing it? Who cares? Yeah, I, that dude gets on my nerves. I mean, I guess probably the point, but it's it, he just seems unnecessary to me. But whatever. The uh, you did like the next segment though, which was Christian coming out, and <laughs> I love this Christian. And, oh, I, yeah. and I'm dude. What gets me though is. Everyone is all pissed off and up in arms about what he said about Jeff Hardy. And, and, but no one was up in arms really about him saying, talking about fucking Jungle Boy's dad twice in two different promos. Like, yeah. Like, who can, like, oh, I guess because there's so many Jeff Hardy marks out there, but that's exactly what it is. It's all, it's all about the, the Hardy marks. Everyone's yeah. like, he's just getting cheap heat. He's he's uh, capitalizing off someone else. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I had to go back and, and watch that because the second I saw Matt Hardy come out, I immediately skipped past it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good promo. Matt Hardy looked like he was in fucking pain just walking down there, though. I don't. I'd be fine with never seeing Matt Hardy again. I'll just no, say that. No, no. He's he's not that all. He's not that bad. Oh, you know we didn't we didn't talk about one thing on Money in the Bank. That uh, what about what do you think about that vignette that they did? You watch that vignette with the uh, that all had all the little Easter eggs, but didn't tell you who it was. No, it had like the Latino Heat license plate, the Hardy Boys. Uh, Arm wraps. No, I didn't see that. Actually, I must have missed it. Yeah, you need to go back and watch that. It was. A lot of people think it's Bray Wyatt. I'm pretty sure it's Edge. Yeah, like they. Why the fuck would you have a vignette for uh, a for an active wrestler? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. The Easter eggs though say that it's probably Edge. All right, so you had some. We had some backstage stuff with a. Claudio Castagnoli or whatever, however the fuck you say his Castagnoli, name. Castagnoli, okay. Castagnoli, Castagnoli. Sounds like ravioli, whatever. Jake Hager and him had a backstage thing. And like, apparently, the fucking Blackpool Combat Club and Jericho Appreciation Society are going to feud forever. So yeah, of course. But Claudio says he's going to go three and zero. Like, am I the only person that just has no excitement for that dude being there whatsoever? I mean, I didn't really like him in WWE, so I don't really care about him in AEW. I well, I think we talked about cool. this a little bit earlier in the week, and I believe what I told you was he was a mid-card guy in WWE. He's going to remain a mid-card guy in AEW, so yeah. there's nothing really to get super excited about. And I think the giant swing is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
All right. Uh, uh, the Butcher and a Blade versus Swerve in Our Glory. Swerve in Our Glory. I, li- I actually like that tag team. I, to tell you the truth, I actually like Butcher and Blade. I think they're Me a used team there. Because and they're actually good. If you watch them in ring, they're good. Oh no, they're excellent. They're excellent. I love watching them. And that fucking dude looks so mean when he comes down to the ring, dude, with that big ass fucking mustache and his oh, fucking yeah. hair's all wet. And he's like, he looks like a fucking killer. But did you see those pictures I sent you earlier today yeah. from TikTok where he's like eating a piece of watermelon and he just looks like a human, dude? He just. Looks I wish like, you wouldn't do. I wish you wouldn't have done that. By the way, I, I like ruined it for you. Yeah, I, I like thinking of him as this big badass guy who just goes to the bar after the matches and is all pissed off all the time. <laughs> now I see him eating fucking watermelon, making a with goofy his bright face. eyes and his his yeah. beard's not all like you know fucked up, looking crazy. It, it, this this podcast is called Keeping It Kayfabe, Dustin. <laughs> not Breaking Kayfabe. Yeah, well. <laughs> I I had, so I had to share it with somebody because it was just so funny to me. But yeah, uh, Butcher and Blade basically job to him because they're the jobber tag team of AEW and I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, so you uh, the next segment, we had Eddie Kingston come out for a promo that thank God ended before it ever got started. Did you freeze on me? No. Okay, no. there you are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Eddie Kingston, yeah, he got cut short, but he wants to taste Jericho's blood. He wants to taste his blood. Are you looking forward to him tasting Jericho's blood? He's not going to stop till he does, so, yeah. Oh, oh. Bunny is Bunny, hot. Bunny also has a, a TikTok, too. That's where I saw the picture of uh, them eating watermelon. Uh, what, uh, what do we got next here? Uh, so yeah, that, that's all he, all Eddie Kingston did was he was only there to come out and say that he was going to taste Jericho's blood. Like, I really thought this shit was going to be over with. And like big T said, I I don't see an end in sight. It's just going to like drag on probably till all out or whatever. So the next segment we had dark order come out. Cause this was like a anniversary thing for like bro. Mm-hmm. Like when he won the TNT championship, so, uh, his, his son, his son, you didn't know that negative one was his son. I've only seen like the dark order together, like a couple times. And I guess I just didn't put two and two together. I didn't know that Brody Lee was even in AEW till like a couple months ago. So, well, th- this is what I'll say about the negative one stuff, man. A lot of people bitch about the negative one stuff, you know, like how many times are we going to see Brody's kid come out there and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like, look, man. He lost his dad at an early age, and this is the way the wrestlers can show him, you know, that they miss his dad and how much he meant to the locker room and such like that. So I'm like, if they can do stuff like this just to keep his mind off of the fact that he lost his dad, then I'm all for it. Yeah, who gives a fuck, man? And all the and I mean, these wrestlers bring kids in the ring all the time that are sick and whatever. And like, like you said, dude, plus all these guys are fucking family, man. That kid is probably like their kid, you know? And how fucking cool would it be to be able to go down to the fucking ring and wrestle and have fun with your dad's friends? Like, fuck off. Those people can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he uh, he came out there and he made QT Marshall look like a dipshit. Then said when he turns 19, year, 19 years old, he's coming for his ass. <laughs> he didn't actually say that, but you know, he said yeah. it in another way. They're always getting a little homo erotic <laughs> on wrestling. Uh, Penta name change versus uh, versus Roosh was next. 
Yeah, I mean, that was a good match. Didn't, I, I mean, I guess they have a feud going. Did you know that Roosh is a part of uh, LIJ, Los Angeles Bernables? I do now. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know if you knew that going into that. I mean, and I that, figured when I saw Andrade come out with him, I was like, oh, okay, well, this kind of makes sense now. What did you think of the backstage stuff with Mark Sterling and Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen and the fucking Tony Nese and whoever else? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we get to see a Orange Cassidy match on Friday. That'll Wasn't nice. that backstage segment so cringy, though? I don't like fucking Mark Sterling, dude. He's fucking irritating. Why like, do they keep putting him on TV? I don't. Is he like an old wrestler that they have to like appease and get him on TV, like get him TV time? Like, because all his shit is fucking dumb. Oh, I'm trying to get a fucking, uh, uh, fucking petition signed to get uh, Keith Lee kicked off of AEW. Like, what? Stupid. The fuck? Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we had that. And then the Gun Club and the Acclaim versus Roughin' It and Fuego Del Sol and Bear Country again with the Bear Country. Show. I was so excited to see Bear Country out there again, man. I bet you were. <laughs> This kind of this kind of is setting up there the a feud with the acclaimed and the Gun Club, which will be... I actually got really pissed off about this match. Is it because the Gun Club and the acclaimed are breaking up? No, it's because they stopped Max Max Caster from doing his fucking rap. <laughs> That's like the only thing I look forward to, and they ruined. Uh, it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I forgot that he uh, that Colton just came down and snatched the fucking microphone right out of his hand. Ah. Uh... But yeah, are you, so, are you sad there's not going to be any more scissoring though? Oh, they'll still scissor. Anthony Bowens and uh, Max Castro will scissor. There was scissoring before the Ass Boys. Okay. Well, I, well there's not going to be any more quadruple and and you know quintuple. There's just going to be no more scissor uh, scissoring from the daddy. That's all. No more scissor me daddy. Dude, is Billy Gunn like the fucking most in shape 60-year-old man you've ever seen in your life? Dude, when I, I'm telling you, when I see that guy and he looks that good at that age, I'm like, what the hell, man? Because, you <laughs> know, a lot of them older wrestlers, like their their uh, muscles and stuff start to kind of like sag and shit. No, dude, that dude is still ripped and lean. He is on the juice. Fucking, that dude is a beast, man. He, he, has, a, he has a damn juice shake in the morning. <laughs> keep that shit inflated. Uh, Nyla Rose, Bert, no one cares about that. The Tony Storm and whatever. No it was one a cares. decent match, but yeah. You think Tony Storm's pretty hot, though, huh? Yeah, I'd like her to do that ass move on my head one time. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we're to the main event, Interim World Championship match, John Moxley versus Brody King. It was... It was good, I guess. <laughs> the The match was great, man. The mat The match was really good. I can't knock the match. It just it meant nothing. Is the problem that and that's AEW's biggest problem. There's a lot of their stuff doesn't mean anything. The match and then a, and then after the match, after Moxley chokes him out with the bulldog choke, he uh, you you see Brody King like he's the fans are cheering him as he's going back. You know, going back. Malachi yeah. Black comes out and embraces him. But no then deal. Darby Allen and Sting come out and fucking embrace him too. I'm like, well, they tried you know. to, and then and Brody was like, nah, bro, I'm not shaking your hand. And you know what's funny, dude? Is dude Darby Allen looks so tiny. He is with tiny. Brody King standing next to him like that. I was like, god damn. But uh, 
but they're actually setting up for uh, something that you called, which is going to be Miro going after the House of Black. Oh, yeah, that, that, he that's said he's going to take good. out every member of the House of Black. So that should be a good uh, good feud, unless they you know they decide not to do it in a couple weeks. All right, so do you want to talk about uh, the G one? Yeah, what so we got up, coming up, up here? Yeah, pull up the uh, pull up. Right, the... So, yeah, I already got I already got it all pulled up. So we had the blocks announced a few weeks ago, and they're kind of doing it differently this year because used to you'd only have an A block and a B block, but this year we have a block uh, a block all the way to D block, which is different, and we have uh, seven people in each block. Yes. So. But this is going to prove for some really good matches. And I'll go ahead and read off the blocks here. So in the A block, we have Lance Archer, Jonah, Toruyano, Kazuchika Okada, Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, and Bad Luck Fale. So all of those guys are going to face each other. Who do you think is going to come out on top of that block? Uh, Just based by who's in it, it's either going to be Jeff Cobb again or, or Okada. Yeah, probably because Jeff Cobb went damn near undefeated last year. And those guys, they you said that it's like round robin, right? So they're all going to wrestle each other. Well, what happens? Yeah, you you wrestle each other, and it's point. Points. It's all yeah, it's all based on points. You get two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss, obviously. And if a uh, something happens where like you're both counted out, you also get I think zero points. So. Uh, so the B block we had this. This is a strong block here. This one's gonna be good. We got uh, Tai Chi, Tamatonga, Tomohiro Ishii, Jay White, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. Jay I mean, White's you, coming out of that one for sure. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a, a Chase Owens versus Jay White Bullet Club versus Bullet Club in that one. Yeah, they got a uh, the D block is like that too. They have quite a few Bullet Club members in D block. C block is, is looking pretty pretty decent here too. C block we got Kenta, Zack Saber Jr., Hiroki Goto, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Aaron Hanare, and Evil. Evil. And then in the D block we got El Fantasmo, David Finley, Yoshihashi, your boy Will Osprey, Shingo yeah. Takagi, Juice Robinson, and Yujiro Takahashi. So we'll so is Will gonna get his fucking belt finally? We'll have to see. But I found online like the they have the matches already announced. Like the matches for the entire event are announced. Oh really? So yeah, what so are we getting on the sixteenth? I'll I'll read you the matches for the sixteenth and seventeenth. Of course, you're gonna get your your bullshit matches before the actual singles matches. But uh, so the A block match is going to be Okada versus Jeff Cobb. That's going to be a fucking wow. banger right there. Fuck yeah, they're, man, they're starting off so strong. Uh, yes. B block is Sonata versus Jay White. Okay, that'll be awesome. Uh, C block is a little lacking. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Aaron Hanare. But let me tell you, the D block is the one that's going to be the shit, man. It's Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo. Oh, yes. And last time they went at it in Japan, man, they tore the fucking house down. Fuck yeah. So then uh, on the 17th, because the way they do this is they'll like have, they'll have matches two days in a row. Then they take like a couple days off and then it starts back up and 
you know, they'll do it like kind of, you know, like for, I'll read it off to you real quick. You got the 16th, 17th for matches, then the 20th, 23rd, 24th, 26th. So you can see how it kind of jumps around. Yeah. So they can get a rest. But uh, on the 17th, the second night, we got the B block, Tomohiro Ishii versus Tai Chi. That'll always be a good one. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kento will be really good. Toru Yano versus Jonah. You already know what you're going to get with that. <laughs> Toru Yano is going to do some goofy shit. Yano is the one that comes out with like the spray bottle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Yano, but like, I mean, you, you always know what you're going to get with him. Yeah. And then uh, the last match of that night is going to be Shingo Takagi versus Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson. Rock hard Juice Robinson. This will be my first experience with the New Japan and the in the G1, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I kind of fell in love with a lot of these guys with AEW and Forbidden Door and everything, so I'm looking forward to getting to see them wrestle again. Yeah, if you don't become a fan after the G1, you're just not going to be a fan of New Japan. That's just all there is to it. Wow, we raced through that pretty fast, man. That's going to be our... Wrestling a was record show here. Yeah. Well, I did want to talk to about uh, I did want to talk about one thing. So there are reports coming out now uh, that MJF, the whole MJF thing, is in, definitely a, a work, and that and that he will. He, basically, what happened is they had big plans for him and uh, him and Punk after Punk won the title. Punk got hurt, and they just put them basically just put them both on the shelf. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Kills me with this. <laughs> <laughs> Okada killed my father. And, uh, and, but, uh, yeah, so CM Punk and MJF, when it, whenever Punk gets back, are going to have this massive feud where, and MJF is going to end up getting the title and going on a title run after All Out. So, when is All Out? What's the date for All Out? September. Like- so we're really so CM Punk is going to come back and drop the title that fast. I think he's supposed to come back in. I think he was supposed to be out for like six weeks, six to eight weeks. So he should be coming back in the next couple of weeks. So it would be like a month and a half. I'll tell you the I way mean, I would. I mean, I'll, Punk said he didn't want to go on a long title run. So this is how I would work. This is how I would book this. I would have MJF come back and beat Moxley for that interim championship, but then continuously duck CM Punk for the longest time because just make it out like he doesn't want to defend it, basically. Because, you know, MJF is a prick like that, so. Really? There's a there's going to be a Twisted Metal show? Yeah, I've heard that. Interesting. Uh... Yeah, I mean that that would be cool, too. So let me ask you this: Let's he comes back and it was all a work. Does that pipe bomb promo still remain as good as it was, knowing that it was a complete work at that point? I mean, I think so because I mean, even CM Punk's pipe bomb was a work. So he got. I mean, he was. I mean, he had, he went on. I mean, he stayed with WWE for another year after that. So I mean, that was a work. And he obviously. I mean, there's no fucking way that. He just went out there and said that shit and didn't have Vince's approval to say exactly. It. I mean, same with uh, same with with MJF. I mean, they didn't. Well, put I remember it- when that happened with CM Punk. They they 
they said that he he kind of went off script a little bit on it. Like he dug too deep. Like he was supposed to say some stuff, but not dig so deep. And he did. And that's created a lot of problems. But you know yeah. that, you know, uh, storylines are always best when there's a little bit of realism to them. So damn right. But, uh, Mox, Mox versus MJF. Are, dude, can you imagine the pop that's going to go whenever MJF does finally come back? That's the problem, though, is like he's a heel, but when he comes back, he's going to still try to play a heel, but he's going to be a face. Well, the problem is, though, his promo kind of made him that like heel babyface type, that stone cold like heel babyface where he's like, what if down with the kind of guy? What if MJF comes back? He is the face. Punk turns heel. And cuts a pipe bomb of promo of his own. I mean, that would be great. I mean, I would love to see Punk go on a heel uh, on a heel run. And MJ and honestly, they could do it. MJF could still carry on his style and gimmick as that you know stone cold type, down with the man kind of guy. Like fuck AW, they don't want to pay me, and blah 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 blah. You know, Tony Khan and CM Punk suck each other's dicks. Like you know. I, I hear this a lot, Ben, about he doesn't put on great matches. They're not great, but they're more traditional style wrestling matches, so I, I don't have a problem with them. People, I mean, his match with Punk was good. They just they People just don't like uh, that, type of st- that type of wrestling in AEW. They don't get it because they're used to fucking flip-flippets and whatever else all the time. Because they're fucking marks! They are marks. They are, dude. They're what? What is wrong with these? A, these AEW hard hardies are just—they get on my nerves. Like, dude, AEW is good, but it's not that good. Like, calm down, okay? So, I wonder if I wonder if Kevin Kelly is going to be there live for the G one because he usually is for the G one tournaments, or at least he does a like a a simulcast thing to where like he's you know just basically. They're like patch them in from home via satellite or whatever. I mean, we can't have can't have it without Kevin Kelly. So, well, the reason I the reason I bring that up is because if he's not going to be like doing every show, then we're going to have to wait for the English commentary for the ones, and I'm probably not going to want to wait, so I'll just watch it with Japanese. I'll say, I mean, I'll just watch it in Japanese. <laughs> Sometimes that's funny to listen to him anyway. Like, oh, yeah, they <laughs> get really excited. Like, it's like watching soccer with like Span- with the Spanish, uh, with Spanish on it. So, all right then. Well, uh, I got nothing else, man. So if you're, uh, yeah, we, if you got nothing, we can wrap this one up. Yeah. Hopefully, wrestling will be better next week, so we'll have more to talk about. But we, uh, we can only talk about what's good. We're not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about bullshit that doesn't matter. So, yeah, exactly. But uh, just uh, want to say thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, hit the like and subscribe button if you like what you're listening to here. Also, check out our uh, other channel, the SlackerCast. We do a podcast every Tuesday with that show where we talk about a little bit of everything. But this week, we're going to be doing a top 10 list. We're going to be yeah. doing the uh, top 10 prison movies. So, With honorable mentions being our top five serial killers. No, most <laughs> worst serial killer. Top five worst serial killers. Not 
top five worst according to not serial killer. <laughs> I mean, to be to be the worst, you got to kind of be the best, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Well, uh, we're out of here. Until next time. Keep it kayfabe.